0: Once more, let us come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, amidst all the change of this world, you alone are constant. Your word guards us and guides us in all of life. Speak now to our hearts as we listen to your word, that we might find there your peace and your guidance for our lives. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: The first reading is from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 40, reading verses 25 to 31. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see, who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint." The responsive psalm this morning is Psalm 46, and you can follow it on the screen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble.
0: Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though
1: its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult.
0: There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High.
1: God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns.
0: The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts.
1: The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob, is our refuge.
0: Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth.
1: He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire.
0: Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth.
1: The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And from the New Testament, the book of Revelations, chapter 22, reading verses 1 to 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city, On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore. But the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. The final reading is from the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5, reading verses 38 to 48. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer, but if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God God for his word word to 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 us.
0: Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Perhaps you are like me, and every once in a while you stumble across something, some, some small fact or some opinion that someone has proffered that causes you to stop and think for a moment, I never thought about it that way before. I had kind of that experience just this week as I was scrolling through my social media feed and I read a post from the band of the Welsh Guards who just happened to be on my social media. The Welsh Guards being one of the regiments of the Household Division of the British Armed Forces. And the band was promoting a recording of a new composition honoring all who have served and died in the First World War. The short video that accompanied this post... Contain the following statement. The price of war. Is often measured. In figures. Thousands dead. Millions injured. So I was thinking about that. And the truth that lies behind that statement. That so often we do reduce. The tragedy of war into. Mere statistics. It dawned on me that the figures of war can so quickly become overwhelming. Millions of soldiers from scores of countries employing tons of munitions to win feet of ground at the cost of countless lives. But this year, this year, a milestone quietly passed, as many milestones have done this year because of the COVID pandemic, passed without our recognizing them. But this was a a milestone that focused not on the actions of vast armies, but on the actions of the few. During the summer and the early fall of 1940. The future of the Western world seemed to hang in the balance. In the first six months of the Second World War, Nazi Germany had swept across the entirety of continental Europe. Great Britain stood alone. But before Hitler could launch his invasion upon the island nation, the German high command wanted to knock the Royal Air Force out of the air. For three months in the first year of that conflict, a small group, less than 3,000 British and Commonwealth pilots and air crew, flying a mere handful of planes, about 1,200 planes, defended the island against the overwhelming strength of the German Luftwaffe. In the middle of the Battle of Britain, after observing one of those monumental days when the series of attacks was launched and fended off in mid-August of 1940, Winston Churchill uttered his famous words, words that went down, that have gone down in history. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. In our modern-day understanding of the complexity of flight, it's easy for us to forget that these pilots weren't trained and skilled hands who had been brought up flying these aircraft. Many were still in their teens. Most had never flown an aircraft before. And of, of those pilots who were in the Battle of Britain, many had no more than 10 hours' experience in solo flight before they were thrown into the whirlwind of battle above the English Channel. This year marked the 80th anniversary of that horrific summer of 1940, the summer when freedom almost died save for the actions of the few. But that freedom, of course, came at a price. In a former congregation, I had a lady by the name of Marjorie. And Marjorie served as a plotter during the Second World War in the Royal Air Force. She was one of many young Royal Air Force women who tracked the battles during the summer of 1940 and beyond in control rooms throughout England. You've seen them in the movies. Right, a room with an m- immense table covered with map, with a map laid out before um, a group of people standing around the the plotters putting small markers of each squadron as it takes off into battle and moving it along across the map with a stick, like some massive game of chess, perhaps. In reflecting on her role in the war, Marjorie noted that every time one of those markers was placed upon the board, she knew that some of those boys would not come home. War always comes at a cost. The cost of human life. The cost of property destroyed. The cost of anxiety and grief from which some soldiers and civilians alike never recover. No one goes to war for war's sake. Those we remember today went to war to win peace. In our reading from Matthew's gospel this morning, Jesus encourages his disciples To seek reconciliation. Not to exact revenge as a form of justice. An eye for an eye and a tooth for for a tooth. Recognizing that that sort of thinking only escalates a dispute and continues it forward. But to live by ideals of kindness and compassion even when they were severely challenged. Jesus calling to us is to love our enemies it seems like such a difficult teaching to hear especially on a day when we remember war and its inhumanity and its destruction and yet it is precisely because of that inhumanity and destruction that we must look for the humanity in others who are different from us to search for the peaceable way so that we may not be, we and we may not always be successful but we must try this is our duty. Just as the service of those who we remember this morning was their duty, that their service and their sacrifice might not be in vain. For we continue to live in a world in which conflict, aggression, and the naked use of power still goes on. Where the, power, where the powerful prey on the weak and those who are insecure in their position over their people seek to find enemies to unify their nations. Where women and children and those who are in the minority continue to bear the brunt of the inhumanity of cruel leaders. Where many flee from the death and destruction wrought upon them by the powerful. Let us then push our political leaders to work for common purpose within the nations of our world friends and foes alike recognizing the terrible price that war hands for us as canadians we have always had that that pride of place of of knowing that we send troops overseas to over to oversee Uh, ceasefires and truces to work as peacekeepers amongst the warring nations of our world. Let us continue to uphold that ideal and to work to make it a reality. Let us each in our own ways work with the less fortunate in our communities and especially with refugees who are seeking to escape the devastation of war that they may see see a future worth living for and not a past worth dying for. Years after the Second World War was over, Major General Hastings Pug Isme shared his version of the story that had to do with Churchill's famous quotation about the few. Ismay recalls it this way, They were traveling together in the car in which Winston rehearsed the speech that he was to give to the House of Commons on the 2nd of August 1940 after the Battle of Britain. And when he came to that famous sentence he said never in the history of mankind have so many owed so much for so few. Ismay interrupted him and he said what about Jesus and the disciples? Good old pug Winston replied, who immediately changed the wording to never in the field of human conflict. As Jesus disciples, let us remember that we with let us remember with solemn reverence the loss of life that has been wrought by human conflict. And let us strive for peace. May we be numbered amongst the few who are Jesus' disciples and who seek for a better world. Thanks be to God. Amen.